Africa Connected, your link to Africa's markets, brought to you by Standard Bank, your partner for growth on this continent we call home. Hashtag Africa Connected. Hashtag Africa Connected and of course Nigi Wepigicha traveling our continent looking at um, just, you know, how difficult or how easy it is to do business um, among ourselves as Africans. And this time around she is in Nairobi, Kenya. Good afternoon to you, Nigi Hi there, Kalani. Are you good? I'm exceedingly well. Uh, <laughs> listen, who wouldn't be? I saw, I saw a picture of you there receiving a bouquet of roses. So who wouldn't be exceedingly well? <laughs> I was so incredibly touched, Polana. I didn't expect it at all. Um, one of the things that we've done today, and we've done a great deal in a very short space of time, was to go to the Nairobi city market, where there is a local market for the trade in roses and other flowers, which, of course, Polana, as we know, agriculture remains the backbone of this eco- economy. And horticulture, a reference to those flowers like roses, remains the biggest foreign exchange earner for the economy of Kenya. So naturally, we would have to go to a flower market. Sadly, we couldn't travel to the flower farms, which are in Naivasha, and that's about two hours away. So we tried to make the most of it by going to the local market, and we were taken on a tour of, uh, of uh, the, the market. And people were incredibly friendly and, and assisting us everywhere and, and answering our questions about this trade, which is as old as time here in, in Kenya. And it's just these incredible stories, Kalani, where people have been trading in, in, as florists uh, for generations, generation after generation, selling flowers and for the local market, not as big as the international uh, market itself, where we know that roses, of course, uh, Kenya has the third largest flower market in the world. And, and those flowers are exported to places like the Netherlands and England. And by virtue of a, a very useful infrastructure and short flight times, they're able to sell these freshly cut flowers to those destinations where they reap huge in terms of Kenyan shillings for this economy. So it remains, even though the Kenyan economy is now vastly diversified, it remains the main foreign currency earner. And it was wonderful to hear the stories of people who are selling those flowers at local markets as well. Ah, fantastic indeed. But you do Mm -hmm. touch on the fact that the economy is much diversified. It isn't just about uh, roses. Tell me more. It's incredibly diversified, Kolani. One of the things that we did, we started off with this, in fact, we met with the chief economist of East Africa for Standard Bank, and that is Gibran Qureshi. And he gave us the economic outlook for the East Africa region generally and Kenya specifically. Now, in his words, Kolani, he describes Kenya as the shining light of the entire sub-Saharan region with growth uh, figures and prospects of 5.6%. I mean, Kolani, we can only dream of such figures in South Africa. Wow, 5.6%. 5.6% in GDP economic growth for this year. It is extraordinary. And part of the factors, Polani, that he's talking about is that, of course, diversity is a big part of this. So we're looking at agriculture, which is still thriving, but manufacturing, huge investments by the public sector in, in, in infrastructure. Manufacturing is humming along. Tech, now this is a big word that you'll keep hearing in reference to Kenya. Kenya wants to position itself as the major tech hub of the continent. It's begun doing that with the Silicon Valley that it has here in Nairobi. We're going to be going there tomorrow, Kolani, so I'll have more details about that. But also mobile money. Of course, it's been pioneering in this field with companies like Safaricom uh, uh, developing uh, M-Pesa, which is very, very popular here. We've seen billboards absolutely everywhere. And that's the mobile payment system, which has revolutionized people's lives. We're also going to Safaricom tomorrow to get more details about that. But so it's a very diversified um, uh, economic sector, but also services as well are doing incredibly well, Polani, such as the financial sector. And the benefit 
um, when Kenya is concerned is that they have a very highly skilled population as well um, in greater and higher proportion um, to most African countries. So they're able to absorb those skills. At the same time, though, there is a high unemployment level, particularly of young people. But I suppose, as with most economies, how do we get that balance right of these high growth figures, yet growing inequality at the same time? Mm. So we also then spoke, Golani, to another social activist, businesswoman extraordinaire, and a very big social media influence and influential person here in Nairobi, and that's Ori Okolo Mwangi. Now, a few years ago, Colin, she was named as one of Time Magazine's uh, most influential people in the world. So we definitely needed to get her views. And she spoke much in line to what Jabran was saying about the opportunities in Kenya, about this diversified economy. And she sees the investment opportunities, Colin, as being particularly in the energy space, so renewable energies, etc., because a growing economy needs more power. But she's also concerned about uh, the political situation. We know that uh, Kenya has an election next year and one of the biggest concerns in that election, as has always been the case in Kenya, is going to be corruption. Mm. Just on the opportunities, because uh, it's one thing to have these opportunities, but it's another for people from, let's say, South Africa to access these opportunities. How easy is it for South Africans to get to Kenya and vice versa? Mm -hmm. But also relationships, you know, across our continent, Mm -hmm. we always get to hear these things. Oh, South Africans are arrogant, etc. What are the Kenyans saying about South Africans? Without a doubt, Golani, and you and I spoke about this in my previous trip to Ghana, Mm. it is so important to look at the ease of the movement of people, goods, and services. When I spoke about the flowers, the reason that flowers do so well, the trip to London or the Netherlands is quite short, that flight. So the flowers get there, they're refrigerated, and they're still quite fresh to sell and take to their market. Same situation with South Africa and Kenya. It's a very, very short flight. Three hours, 20 minutes. We flew out here yesterday. Kenya Airways, the national carrier, flies out from Joburg to Nairobi twice a day. South African Airways flies out once a day. So plenty of opportunities for South Africans to get in quite easily. And the flight is fairly short. I mean, three hours, 20 minutes is nothing. Uh, Of course, you have to take into consideration the uh, hour-long time difference. So Nairobi, Kenya is an hour ahead of us in Johannesburg. So you factor that in, which is wonderful for me when I have to do those early morning crossings. (laughs) And the big boon for us as South Africans, whether you want to come and visit as a tourist or to do business, we don't require a visa. So being processed through the system once we arrived was very, very smooth. The queues weren't terribly long at immigration, but I suppose that differs from day to day. So we were processed fairly smoothly, so we don't have to pay for visas. But here's the main bone of contention. Kenyans themselves are very aggrieved with South Africa because we aren't reciprocating that. So Kenyans still have to apply for visas to come into South Africa, and that's a big bone of contention. It was raised during President Zuma's recent trip to Nairobi, and I know that the Home Affairs Minister, Malusi Gigaba, is someone who's been deeply involved in that and trying to iron out whatever um, the hurdles might be in ensuring that uh, we reciprocate that no, no visa arrangement. All right. Thank you very much. And by the way, Nils, just quickly, the, the traffic <laughs> in Nairobi? Oh, oh, you know. You know, every time people talk about this, I think they're exaggerating. But when we were in the Nairobi CBD, honestly, Clonana, I was pulling out my hair. It is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it takes you forever to maneuver your way around the CBD. But it also, to me, when, when a city is lively in that way, it's speaks to these figures that it's one thing to say an economy is growing at levels of 5.6%. But if you aren't seeing it in terms of how busy people are, you know, it's quite another thing. But then I suppose it means that the 
public transport infrastructure has to be boosted in order to meet that demand. Um, taxis are around, there's an Uber, people use that a lot, and of course the famous uh, Matatus, uh, which everyone talks about. And I've seen, I saw the Matatus, because I mean, you know, they're, they're just like the taxis back home. Mm. And I, I think our, our drivers are, are even a little bit more... Um, how shall I say, adventurous on the roads than uh, the local drivers here. <laughs> <laughs> Next, all of the very best day. Chat to you tomorrow. Thanks, Lelani. All right, then Nigiwe is in uh, Nairobi. So for more on Nigiwe's travels, go to africaconnected.702.co.za. It is africaconnected.702.co.za. Standard Bank calls Africa home and drives her growth. Combining their strong African presence with global capabilities, they support the aspirations of clients looking for a banking partner who knows Africa. Standard Bank has partnered uh, with 702 on Africa Connected to give you in-depth, first-hand insights into Africa's diverse markets and the challenges and opportunities of doing business on our continent. Let Standard Bank be your partner for growth on this continent we call home.